Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Awaken Your Inner Queen podcast. Today is truly a special episode, and I can barely contain my excitement because I have the honor of introducing someone who has not only been a guiding light in my own journey, but has also transformed the lives of countless others with her wisdom and expertise. So today, Priyanka Venkatesh is joining us She was my business coach and the insights and guidance she has provided have been instrumental in shaping my path. But today we're diving into a topic that's both fascinating and transformative, human design. Human design is a system that offers a blueprint of our unique energetic makeup. And Priyanka is here to shed light on how understanding this design can lead to profound self-awareness and alignment in our lives. So without further ado, let's welcome the goddess Priyanka Venkatesh. Welcome to the Awaken Your Inner Queen podcast. I'm your host, Jen Van Fein and I am spiritual and mindset coach, NLP and hypnosis practitioner and a tarot and oracle reader. I have a burning passion with helping you awaken your inner queen and to start claiming your space in this universe unapologetically. I am so excited to share this safe, warm space with you today on our journey towards self-love and personal growth. So if you are curious about spirituality and how to incorporate that to your own self-love routine so that you can start showing yourself full confidence, then you are in the right place. So are you ready? I'm so, so excited to have you here today, and I'm so glad that you've agreed to come on. Yes, of course. How could I not agree? It's first of all, you're such an amazing person, and you have such a deep insight into like spirituality and your cult. I so wanted to do this interview. You have no idea. I was like, thank you so much. Like, seriously, like I, I look up to you so much because obviously you are my previous coach and you actually never stopped coaching me. You still like checked up on me and I appreciate that so much because I think I've mentioned it in one of the people that I've interviewed, but you just checking up on me. I was like, okay, actually I need to do this step. I need to do this. And just for myself, like to show up as well, but like, it's an encouragement, like even just the little messages that you send me. Like, so thank you so much. And I'm so, so happy that you're here. Oh my gosh. I am so honored to be here. Also, I love that you started your own podcast. I feel like this was a long time coming and I just like, I love the name. I love everything about it. And I love that you fully dove, like fully dived into like spirituality. And I love that. I can see like your energy has shifted since we last talked. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think like um, one of the things about that, like um, I wanted to so badly be a coach, like a mindset coach, but I didn't want to attach the spirituality to it. And I think like after like our coaching sessions and everything, um, I really needed to step back a little bit to like fully see, okay, is this really what I want though? Because you were telling me like, yeah, do your membership with the tarot cards and stuff because the tarot cards, that's like your main focus. And I guess, like, I didn't want to, like, fully embrace that until, like, I was ready for it, I guess. 
<laughs> I, I totally get that because when I started to embrace human design, I still wasn't like fully into like, yes, this is my calling. This is what I need to do. It took yeah. me like the last eclipse and I rediscovered, like I had to kind of like uncover this witch wound that I had to embrace like, no, I love astrology. I, I love human design. This is what I'm meant to do. It's not just like, oh, I choose this to be my niche. No, this is what I'm meant to do. So I love that. I'm on the same wavelength, wavelength here. So like, can you then tell us a little bit about your own journey? How did you get into business coaching? And um, how did you decide to integrate human design and astrology into it? Yeah, so with business coaching, it was a natural transition for me because I was a lawyer previously. So I was always this very rational minded person. And when I got into coaching, I really specifically wanted to help people with business coaching because I had done my uh, my degree in business administration. I studied business law. I specialized in business law. So I was like, this is a natural transition for me. I want to yeah. help people with their businesses. However, when I got into the world of online coaching, I noticed how different it was. Like running an online business is very different from running like a brick and mortar business which was kind of an mm -hmm. adjustment but as I was coaching everyone like as I was coaching my clients I noticed that first of all getting clients was a huge deal like it was such an uphill battle for me because it required so much of my work so much of my effort and so much of me putting on this persona and showing up yeah. consistently and almost like this persona of me that was not me because that's what the coaches that I had at the time were telling me so I reached mm -hmm. this point where I was completely burnt out I was working with like it was my highest grossing month and I was working with amazing clients. But at the end of the day, I was very burnt out to the point where I felt like I was just I, I had no joy in for life. I had no joy for my yeah. business. I had no joy in like everyday activities as well. Like the things that used to bring me joy, like my hobbies and stuff were not something that I had uh, consciously put time into because of my business. And because of that, mm -hmm. they cut it off and I just had no joy. So I started looking into how I can make this better for myself. And mm -hmm. that's when I came across a post in Yes Supply, which is where I did my certifications from, which is where we also met. Yeah. And in Yes Supply, there was this post about someone asking um, in the lines of like, uh, what is human design? And I'm a projectist. Uh, is there any human design coach here? And that's when I was like, what is this human design? And everyone started talking about in the thread how much it changed their life. So when I looked it up on like Google because that's where everyone goes after search after finding out about new things with parts exactly so I looked it up on Google and everything that everyone like it it showed up like all of these different types and everything that I read about what being a projector is I resonated completely and there was a mm -hmm. moment where something clicked in my mind and something clicked in my soul where I suddenly felt this relief okay, uh, like this relief of like, I'm, I'm okay as I am. I don't have to be someone else. Like every single point of uh, point up until this moment where I had been yeah. feeling like I had to do more, like I had to show up as this different version of me was false, yeah. was this conditioning, was this influence that other people were putting on to me and expectations that the outside world was putting on to me. But that's not me. And that is okay. Uh -huh. That is how I'm created to be. I'm created to be a different version of success. So as soon as I, I read that and that clicked for me, I started incorporating it into my business. Just little things like where I was changing up my workflow and making sure that I don't work as much 
and making sure that I recognize myself first before I, I could be open to invitations from outside world. And it worked. I was getting invitations for uh, podcast interviews. I was getting invitations, which I hadn't previously. I hadn't gotten even one podcast interview. So I was getting invitations for that. Clients were reaching out to me without me actually doing anything. Like I remember this one week where I hadn't posted anything and I, a client reached out to me. So things, little things started happening and I could see in real time things shift. And because I could see it shift, I was like, everyone needs to know about this. Like literally everyone needs to know about this. And that's when I got my certification for human design done as well. So I got my certifications and I completely incorporated it into my business. I think in 2022. Yeah, I think in early 2022 is when I completely, January of 2022 was when I was like, hey, you guys, I am a human design coach. <laughs> and yeah, then I, I actually uh, got um, a session with you as well then around that yes, time. Yes, I know. Yeah. Like, so that was like when I, I completely incorporated it. And it was so interesting because the most response that I had gotten up until this point about my coaching was very surface level. Like it was very much like, oh, you're uh, okay, you're a good coach, like like normal feedback. But when I incorporated human design, like it was like my clients saw me, like it was like they could genuinely see, mm-hmm. like yeah. had vision that I had something uh, unique to see about the chart, that I had a unique talent as well. It was like for the first time, their eyes also opened up and they were like, you're, you're good at this. <laughs> so that's how I, I noticed that it wasn't just a shift in my business, but in the sh- a shift in how my clients saw me like truly. So that's how I became a human design coach in essence. <laughs> but you said like uh, that's how your clients start seeing you differently. But wouldn't you say it's also because you kind of like know and confidently know how you operate yourself that you, yeah, that, that, that that's what kind of like a shining outwards to your clients or yes. your perspectives. Yes, it's so interesting because it's it's something that I love that you reflected this back to me because it's something that I speak to my clients about as well, which is that when you start to claim parts of yourself that you had been shying away from or that you had been conditioned to think were something that you were like you should be ashamed of or that uh, these are not traditional parts that you should be following. Mm-hmm. When you claim that, something changes in your aura. Like something completely shifts in your energy. And when that shifts, it's almost like a byproduct of it is that other people start seeing you the same way. Because you have, like in, like initially you shifted it. And that's why every, everyone else started shifting their perception of you. So I love that you reflected this back to me because it's so true. And I love that uh, we are talking about human design because... It was what allowed me to see that there was nothing to be ashamed of by mm-hmm. working less hours and by working smarter. Like there's no glory in just working hard for the sake of working hard. There's no glory in like yeah. just putting effort when you don't need to. Like why would you take the longer route when you have uh, a car going this in the same direction? Like there's no uh, there's no prize that you get for that. So doing things more efficiently as a projector. Mm-hmm. It's not just helpful for my business, but it's actually the smarter way of doing things. And there's nothing to be ashamed about for that. So I love that yeah, you reflected that back know. to me. <laughs> okay, so like, obviously, we both know what human design is. So we're kind of like diving deep into this immediately. Um, but if you're someone who is listening, who has never heard of human design, could you describe yeah. it uh, a little bit for them? Yes. So human design was a system that was 
downloaded by this man named Ra Uru in 1987. So he got this download, this voice speaking to him of a system that could help human beings like deeply understand themselves, deeply understand their own energy and how this energy, their unique energy was meant to interact with the world so that they could flow with life more easily instead of feeling like every single circumstance in their life is it another challenge, another hurdle, another hill that they have to climb on. Instead, they could yeah. just move with life and get their manifestations to them much more easily and at the same time live a more conscious, more mindful more sustainable life instead of feeling like they have to do like all of this labor in order to get the fruits of their labor. So he created yeah. this system and for the uninitiated, like human design is essentially a system that incorporates different modalities such as uh, astrology, the I Ching and the chakra system. And all of these modalities come together to make sure that you are able to understand your entire energetic body. And it is all about tapping into your body, your body's intelligence, how your body responds to the world, how you can tap into your body's unique language, understand it and then apply it into the world. So I, I won't go too deeply into this, but there are five essential human design types. So these five essential human design types are the manifester, the generator, the manifesting generator, um, the reflector and the projector. Now, all of these five types have their own unique way and unique strategy in which they, they relate to the world. So when they follow their strategy, they step into what we call your signature. Your signature is an indication that you are on the right path, that you are in alignment with the world. And when they are mm -hmm. not following the strategy, they step into their not self, which is essentially how their body reacts to them being not in alignment with their own unique path. So an example I can give you is, let's say someone listening is a projector. When you're a projector, you're supposed to wait for invitations instead of expending your own energy into making things happen for you. Now, that doesn't yeah. mean that you can't uh, take inspired action. But if you are putting in unnecessary effort, you won't really see the fruits of your labor. So when you put in unnecessary effort, instead of following your strategy, which is waiting for an invitation, what will end up happening is that you feel very, very bitter about life. You think that everyone else is successful. Everyone else is getting recognition, but you. And that's an awful feeling to have, but that's an indication from your body that things mm -hmm. are not, you're not in alignment with your highest path and your highest timeline. And when you do start following your strategy, which is waiting for an invitation, which happens naturally, you'll notice that people do come to you for, uh, if you're a business owner, for like podcast interviews or, or uh, with opportunities for collaboration and just different ways that you can catapult your own business. And when you follow that, when you truly sit in the stillness of, okay, I am here, I can receive, I can be in my feminine, people can come to me. You do get mm -hmm. invitations and then you can step into what we call your signature, which is how you know that you are in alignment with your path. And for a projector, that is success. It's outward success, like you'll actually receive clients, uh, more audience, more traction in your business. And at the same time, you'll receive recognition and you feel successful, which is very, very, who doesn't love that? And another component of it, apart from your types for human design is your authority, which I believe is the second most important thing to know about your design which is every person has a unique language of intuition in their body. So this language of intuition is what we call in human design, your authority. So your authority speaks to you in a very unique way so that you get to know that this is the right path for me. And this 
appears as a sensation very differently in every single person depending on what your design is. Because for some people, I know a lot of people say that you should follow your gut. But me, for example, being a splenic authority, I don't know what my gut sounds like. Like, I don't know what that sound should appear as. I don't know. I could never understand that phrase of like, you should follow your gut because my gut never spoke to me. So for me, my intuition is more in the moment. It's more of a, a split second, like a voice that in the moment tells me to go there, do this. And sometimes it even appears to me as a smell. Like when, I, uh, when I'm when i with someone that I really don't, like my entire body is telling me like, no, something smells off. That is an indication from my intuition that this person is not something that someone that she should be interacting with. That's also something that it can appear as. Mm-hmm. Authority is just a li- unique language of intuition. And when you know this about your design, just these things about your design, it's much easier to navigate your life. So that is in essence what your human design is. It's an understanding of your body so that you can interact with life in a much more easier way and effortless way. Yeah, I think my not self is, you know, that feeling of frustration. I'm not too sure what my authority is. Like, it's been a while since. I had a reading, so yeah. Um, I do know that I am a manifesting generator. So that was, um, it actually made a lot of sense when you done the reading for me mm. um, in our session because it was like, okay, well, I kind of read about it, but I never knew how to kind of like explain it. And um, it made sense to me that I was a mix of a manifester and a generator. <laughs> um but yeah I think it's it's a very interesting topic because a lot of people like what you said a lot of people just think like okay you'll follow your god or listen to your intuition but if you don't know what that is or how to listen to your intuition or to follow your god how are you gonna do it exactly yeah exactly uh, that you reflected that and that you had this insight because at the end of the day what I've consistently heard in every single reading is that uh, anytime someone comes to me for reading by the end of it they they are more likely to say that I already knew that about myself and it's such a huge compliment I know it doesn't sound like something that I should be honored to hear but it's such an honor to hear that because what ends up happening is that through years of conditioning and sometimes even generational and inherited patterns we forget ourselves and all of this conditioning buries our own voice but that doesn't mean we don't hear it so sometimes sometimes when we have those hits of intuition we hear it but we ignore it because our conditioning tells us to do something else so maybe we had this intuition to go follow our dreams start our own business or go on this adventure but our conditioning tells us our rational brain tells us that no you can't do that you uh, you don't have the money to start it you don't have this you don't have that you don't have the talent you're not going to make it And so we curb it. But when you come to a human design reading or when you even start to read about human design, like if you're like me and you uh, you search upon Google, the very first thing you hear about something new, what ends up happening is that's almost like a remembrance. You're like, I knew this about myself. I had just been hearing these other voices instead of my own intuition. So I love that you reflected that back to me as well. Yeah, well, obviously, like this podcast is called like Awakening Our Inner Queens. And... Uh, part of why I named it that way is because I've I felt like okay so a background story like my first boyfriend called me princess all the freaking time right <laughs> so 
when that relationship sunk, I realized like I don't need to be anyone's princess. I need mm. to show up for myself as a queen. So that's how I kind of like started like um at that time, like my alter ego was basically calling myself a queen. Mm. So I I feel like, you know, um we know like or if we don't know, you do now. We all have that inner queen. And sometimes it's just like very hard to like navigate through all the different voices that, you know, maybe like you said, it's generational or um, just a limiting belief that you grew up with. Um, It's very hard to navigate through that. And if you start like just with human design, for example, if you start working with human design, you essentially start um, building up and awakening your inner queen or some people call it their higher self. I I like to call it inner queen. So it, it's all about our truest and most authentic self. So yeah. And um, how would you then say human design would play a role in our self-love and our spirituality and self-awareness? Is that just uh, by knowing like what authorities we are and what our human design uh, are? Oh my gosh. So I love that you asked this question, but... but- before that, I really wanted to like um, talk about like just what you mentioned here, which is awakening your inner queen and why you named your podcast that. I love that. I truly, truly like I love that. I love that everyone like is at this space in our collective consciousness where we are recognizing that these belief systems that we have been like passed down to, like uh, we've inherited, mm-hmm. we've grown up with, they don't hold any power over us anymore. And the power that we can step into comes from within. It really does. So whether you call it your inner queen or your higher self, I I like to call it the goddess, which is the same. But exactly, it's the same. It's the same archetype of reclaiming your power. So I love that you mentioned that because I feel like even with human design, it does the same. It helps you reclaim your own power from outside forces into your own body because it holds every single piece of intelligence that you need to know in this lifetime it holds every single thing that you need to know and it's deeply connected to the universe to the cosmos as well as to other people's auras and other people's energies so it has all of the information but it gets buried under not just conditioning but sometimes trauma and this whole journey of stepping into your design is about reclaiming your power from all of these external circumstances sometimes traumatic incidents and putting it all in on yourself and into that inner queen and into that inner goddess So the way human design does this is I believe it does so in two layers. One is that it gets rid of shame. I feel like Mm. when we are born, we're immediately thrust into this world uh, and thrust into it in a way that everyone is telling us all of their belief systems and how we should be, what we should do, who we should become and who we are. And in that process, we are not able to fully embrace ourselves and Embracing ourselves also means that we would be going against the norm of maybe our family or maybe our uh, like our school or our community. And that inherently, it brings up a lot of shame because we feel like we don't belong. We feel like we are the weird ones. We feel like we are the outliers. We feel like we are the ones who will never fit in and that something is wrong with us for recognizing that we are different. And that shame can really linger and and almost like leak into everything that you do. Even if you were to create a business, if you were to create uh, any pro- any new project, if you were to aim for a really high income month, 
that shame lingers oh, because you will rather yeah. conform, you will rather please other people, you will rather try to prove something to other people than step into your weirdness because that weirdness is very threatening. It means that you will be going against the community, going against the tribe, going against what your family told you when you were a kid. Yeah. And shame is what human design, when it steps in, when you really, when you start to understand your design, that shame is the very first thing that gets rid of because it affirms to you that you were divinely created this way, that it was not, it's not a coincidence that you were created this way. In astrology, I uh, whenever someone comes to me for an astrology reading, I always tell them that your birth was a space-time event. Your birth was a, such a singularity moment in the universe that I have never seen and will never ever see a single chart that will that is exactly the same as another one. Because it was such a unique event in the universe. Your birth was such a unique event in the universe. The one of a kind. Never, never again to be repeated. In millennia, in a millennia, you can never find like another same chart as yours. And that is how special that is. So when you really reflect back that this is what your human design is speaking to you, you understand that you were some divine force created you mm -hmm. in the way that you are. So there is no shame in being who you are. So that is the very first thing that it does. The second layer of it is it then begins the process of remembering and accepting who you are. Because getting rid of shame is just one part of the puzzle. But if you don't fully embrace it and you don't become the person who um, can back yourself up and can stand up for yourself, even when everyone around you is telling you, no, that's not the way to go. Because for human design, let's say your authority tells you that you should move to another country. Your authority is mm -hmm. like you're a speeding pro projector, for instance, and you suddenly have this uh, knowing that you need to move to Spain. Everyone around you may tell you that that's the worst decision that you can ever take. But when you really dive into your design and you start to trust yourself with the decisions that you're making you start this process of self-acceptance, you then can really stand on your own two feet, back yourself up and say that, mm -hmm. no, this is my decision. And I know that I will be supported in it because I was divinely created and so was my decision-making center. And so any decision that I take is divinely, that there's a divine force behind it. And so begins that process of self-acceptance and self-love and trusting yourself over every other voice out there. Because a lot of people will say a lot of crap to you as you grow older, as you uh, start any new project. And that will happen for the rest of your life. But the second you decide that you are the arbiter of, and you are the uh, person who decides what happens to you and how your business and your life and the trajectory it will go in, into, that is when everyone else stops having power over you. And you can then, you can then reclaim that power. You can become that queen that you really wanted to be and that you desire to be since you were a little kid and so begins that process of that self-acceptance and begins that process of cutting off every other source of power to reveal the one that lay, laid within so that is how I believe that human design can help you in that process of self-love I love that I just that's such an amazing way to explain it like you're right maybe it's like my um you know um how do you call it again um I forgot the names, like the reticular. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I, the reticular activating system? Yes. Yes. The yes. system, yes. Maybe it's that that's opening up. And uh, since I started this podcast, which is only a couple of months ago, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but like I can see and feel the collectiveness really awakening. 
to reclaim the power. And the with the more I speak about like really stepping into our own self, our authentic self, and our own human design, um, the more I can like notice how all the other coaches are also like recognizing this and knowing that the, it's not just you know it's not just coaching and saying like hey we need to shift your mindset okay how do we do that right <laughs> um, it's not just that but it's like the whole thing your energy the energy of your coach and just in general how it all like come back to like what you want and what you decide because at the end of the day it's your own choice like for example you've coached me but I didn't do anything about it like until later on I mm. still have our pdfs and everything so like at that moment that we, you were coaching me I was able to like really take it in but after it ended it was a little bit harder for me to like be mm. very consistent with myself um and then like later I think maybe a couple of months after I don't know how <laughs> how long it was in between but uh, when I got your human design session I again like felt that energy that you have and that kind of like got me again okay I need to figure out what's working for me and what's not and mm -hmm. in that sense you can coach or you can take any coaches or whatever or human design or courses what you want if you don't do anything about it yourself you can take in all the information, but nothing will happen. So I love how you're saying, like, it's ultimately your decision. It's you who need to step into your power and to, like, do something about it. Yes, I love that you spoke to that because uh, ultimately human design, when it when it cuts off all of these power sources, I like to call them power yeah. sources, which are your old belief systems, your old value systems, your, your old identity even. And anyone that. whom you used to deem as an authority in your eyes, so maybe your parents, maybe your old teachers, maybe your old community members, suddenly it cuts off all of those power sources. And the only power you can rely on is yourself, because that's the only power that will ever look out for your highest good. And it's not coming from a limited mindset. It's instead coming directly okay. from source. Your human design is the way it's designed. All of the information is coming directly from source. So because of that, you only have yourself to rely on. And that takes a lot of courage to be able to stand and back up yourself and say that the decision that I feel in my body, this body that everyone has told me to shun and not to listen to. And uh, people have told me this, all of this is woo-woo. And it's like all of these, uh, it's the witchy stuff. I have to yeah. now trust that. And really move forward with my decision based on no logic, no statistic, no evidence in front of me, just my own sensation in my body that I truly feel. That takes a lot of courage. And in order for you to do that, you really have to recognize that you hold a power like no one else. That you ultimately, when you think of your ideal self, your ideal self is the one who has taken all of the decisions that you currently are afraid of taking. Your ideal self has recognized that you, you are the one who holds all of this power. So that is what human design will reflect you at the end of the day. Okay, so like talking all about like obviously you were saying like human design comes from source and it's like in our body and it's energetically like it, it sounds very woohoo and witchy like you said. Um, how do we then balance that with, you know, um, the practicality 
when we were talking about our business because obviously like I'm spiritual myself so I know where you're coming from but I know um, my cousin for example listens to my podcast and he's not really into spirituality or like he doesn't even really fully believe in the tarot right mm -hmm. how do we then combine that the spirituality yes. of the human design with the yes. practicality of starting your own business or having your own business yes oh i love this question so much because i had a different answer a month ago than i do now so oh, okay. before <laughs> anything else what i would invite everyone to do then is to change their mindset on what spirituality or woo is actually because we have been through the new age and technology uh, like all of this revolution that had the technology revolution that happened with the internet we are so rationally minded that we reject this part of us and we almost shun this part of us as something that is out there it's almost mm -hmm. like this the universe is doing this god is creating this the source of all things but we don't recognize the divinity within us we don't quite this is a much larger conversation but we don't quite trust that where we came from that this earth this the material realm that we live in has some element mm -hmm. of magic and uh, divinity instilled within it and in order for you to ever be able to trust your body and trust the decisions that you're taking and fully recognize the beauty that is human design and make sure that you are able to have a successful thriving business with it you have to first and foremost accept that you are a divine creation you have to accept the divinity within you you have to accept that you there's something magical about your existence there's something wonderful kind of about your existence there is no going around that there is no uh, there's no way that you can you can compartmentalize that between this is my spiritual side and this is my practical side and this is when i'm going to be spiritual and concentrate on my energy and this is when i'm going to concentrate on my practical side because 90% of it will be energy i've seen so many people who have tried strategy after strategy after strategy and the second they change their energetics that's when the all that money that had been accumulating in their vortex started coming in so before anything else i would really really first of all reflect on why you don't want to why why you feel like it's uh it's, the spirituality is one part of it and practicality is one part of it when they're both this one and the same we both exist on both planes and really merge with and accept the divinity within you and then look at your human design as this a portal through which you can expand the and really step into the highest version of you so after that when you look at your human design nothing in your design and nothing you, even in your astrology if you're looking at your astrology will be limiting every single thing that you see in your chart will lead you to your highest timeline because when you look at it from just how can i be uh, how can this uh, be applied to my business practically and you haven't accepted that you are a divine creation what i've seen happen time and time again is that people will view parts of human design like their human design profile or human design type apply it but nothing comes of it because they're not recognizing that there is something really magical about them that is making all of this happen and this is a very subconscious level change but this the second you change into this mindset you'll notice that things flow more easier and also at the same time you're able to accept the things that are happening independent of your own effort much more easily so because stepping into human design means that some parts of it will happen around you like your circumstances will change maybe you'll get more clients you'll get more money independent of your own effort because the universe suddenly steps in 
And to accept that that is happening, you are going to have to accept that, you know, that it's, it's a divine creation that you, you didn't have to do anything practically for it to happen because otherwise you'll sabotage your, the efforts made by the universe. So that is, that is the first part of it. The second is I would go into human design just learning three things. One is your human design type. The second is your human design strategy. And the third is your human design authority. Because the deeper you go into human design, the more it's about integration than it is about information. If you start to learn more about human design and you do it from a level of your mind and you're not actually working with a coach who helps you integrate all of this information, you're going to have this moment where you are overloaded with this information and nothing is coming off of it. You are trying to apply it, but nothing happens because you're not integrating it into your body. So if you, there is no human design coach that you currently feel called to work with, then there are only three things that I would take in from, from human design because this is, these three things are, you're more able to apply it practically without like any outside help. And that mm-hmm. is your human design type, your human design strategy and your human design authority. And I'll break down how you can do each of these, like sitting in your home and just uh, enjoying your life and doing it on a day-to-day basis. But I highly, highly recommend that you do this on a day-to-day basis so that you have a much stronger relationship with your body and with your own intuition. The first is your human design type. So when you understand your human design type, it's more about understanding how you are meant to energetically function in the world. So taking the example of a human design projector, a human design projector is meant to be um, someone who works less but produces more results. And the way Mm. they do this is by seeing things more deeply and then uh, sharing what they saw about the world with other people. So for a projector, for instance, if you're a projector and you're a business owner at the same time, what that means is that you would look out into the world and especially for your ideal clients, you would look out what's happening uh, at what's happening in their life. You'll see how they are unnecessarily spending their energy and you'll devise a new way through which they can get the same result, but not have to spend as much energy, which is what I am doing as a projector. Because I'm doing this, I'm not... I don't have to work twice as hard because my observation is enough. So for a projector, that is enough. So understanding your type means how you're meant to energetically function in this world. So the very first thing I would invite you to do then and how you can apply it practically then is to look at your human design type and see how you can apply it on a day-to-day basis in your business and even in your life if you have a nine-to-five job, how you can apply it. So In the case of a generator, for instance, generators and even manifesting generators are here to create. But a lot of the times they feel like they can't create or they don't have the space to create and really tap into that artist within them because they either have a job that restricts this part of them or they feel like nothing uh, that they create will be accepted. But their maximum success comes from their creation. The most successful generators are the ones who create art for the sake of creating art. They create things or content or just anything that they feel like called to create for the sake of creation itself, not because it will get them money. So when they tap into that energy, they notice that as a byproduct, clients come in, money comes in. It just happens naturally, right? So it just happens naturally. So understanding your human design type and how you are energetically meant to function in the world will really help you tap into that version of you that can call in more things without having to put in as much effort. So that's one part of it. The second is following your strategy. Now your strategy is a subset of your human design type. So your strategy 
will help you recognize how it is that you are meant to uniquely work, move in the world so that you get the most success. So in the uh, example of a projector, that is to wait for an invitation. In the example of a generator, let's take the example of a generator. It's to wait to respond. Now, what that means is that as a generator, life, the universe, whatever you call it, will literally every single day, it's sending you signs, symbols, synchronicities. Every single day. It's sending people, symbols, like you open up Instagram, it's sending you all of these, this information. And it's up to you to respond to it. And the way you respond to it is by tapping into your sacral energy and seeing if it's saying a yes to something or a no to something. If your gut is saying a, an aha to something or a naha to something. So that's how you can use your strategy to move through life much more easier. Because what will happen on, like if you don't do this, and if you work just for the sake of working, let's say you're just moving through life, doing busy work, you adopted a strategy that you felt meh about, but your coach suggested it. So you were like, let's let's follow through with the strategy. And you're not feeling a full hell yes about it. What will end up happening is that you have the strategy in place and your sacral didn't respond to it. And at the end of the day, you are not able to get clients or if you do get clients, it's through a lot of hard work or that you feel very stuck, very frustrated. It's almost like there's this block in your mind that just won't move. And that is what ends up happening when you are not following your strategy. So following your strategy and learning how you can apply your strategy on a day-to-day -day basis and really honoring that. And not moving away from that will be really helpful. So an instance of this is for, uh, uh, an example of this is, for instance, if you, let's say, are in this example, a generator, and someone asks you, this is a very lame example, but this is the best I can come up with, but someone asks you to go to the movies, and your gut says a no, or you even feel a meh about it, but you don't feel a hell yes. But you say yes just because they're your friend and you don't want them to be alone and you don't you want to uh, be involved with the community. What will end up happening is that over time, you'll feel very frustrated with yourself. It just compounds. So the way you can practice this is saying no when you want to, saying yes when your gut says a yes. And also at the same time, setting that boundary and saying, you know what, I don't know, can I tell you uh, in like a day or two? Just even deferring it will be really helpful. Yeah, yeah. so what I said earlier was my non-strategy is frustration. Because yes. that's how I can tell, like, yeah. I Because I know, like, my strategy is sacral. I'm guessing manifesting generator is a little bit the same because it yeah. is from mostly generator energy anyway. So, yeah, no, like what you're saying, I was nodding the whole time because I can relate. Exactly. Um, and for you, it's even it's even more layered than that because for a manifesting generator, uh, sometimes they will, because you have this uh, defined throat, what will end up happening is that you will say yes to something. And for you, you're meant to taste the action first and then you'll notice that whether you are saying, a, whether your gut is saying a yes or a no. So what that means is, let's say someone asks you for to go to a party, you because your energy is so fast, you can say yes to it. But what you have to be open to is in the middle of the party being, uh, giving yourself that grace to say, I want to go home. I really want to go home. It doesn't happen so much. It happens so much. Even just with uh, sometimes collaborating or doing something in my business, right? It's like, oh yes, I'll open this up. And then when it's 
coming up, you're kind of like, uh, I know exactly. So that's know, why I'm understanding. See how helpful it is now that you know that you're manifesting generator type. Sometimes it's you are meant to follow. You are meant to say yes to an action. Your gut may not respond, but you will say yes to an action. But in the middle of that action, your gut will kick in and be like, "No, this is for me, or for this is not for me." And that is when you can decide how how much you uh how much you are capable of setting that boundary and saying, "Hey, I know I initially said yes." but i would like to move away from this project and that is when how you will build that self trust so this is very very important to know about your design so the second was strategy and another part of it another layer of it that you can apply practically in your business in your life day to day is your authority which we earlier talked about but i'll just thread back in with with your authority because these big three are going to be very very helpful in your day to day life so with authority what will end up happening is that the more you understand how your unique language of intuition speaks to you the easier it will be for you to make decisions because that at the end of the day that's what as human beings we are meant to do we are meant to make decisions that ultimately compound into a highest version of self so for instance if you are an emotional let's say a generator what that means is that your emotional center is the one that will make decisions now this can be very tricky because an emotional authority has very highs and very lows it has very high highs and very very lows um but that can get confusing because let's say someone asks them out for a party so this example of a party i don't know why <laughs> keep going on this example but let's say someone, yes, yeah <laughs> let's say someone is like do you want to come to this party with me if an emotional generator or an emotional authority is feeling very high and they're in that high vibrational space they may say yes to it but when they hit that low they'll notice that this party was not where they really wanted to be so this is when it understanding your emotional cycle and then coming to that space of equilibrium and understanding that it will be a high and a low and then there will be a space of like equilibrium where you will be very very clear on what your decision is and having the patience to wait for that will be very helpful so experimenting with your authority on a day to day basis will strengthen this authority because a lot of the times what happens is that because we've been making de- decisions for such a long time from a rational space or from a space of um, how we can prove something to someone else or how we can be successful but the definition of success is someone else's definition of success what ends up happening is that the voice of your authority has now been like it's been suppressed it's not gone it will never go away but it's been suppressed it's been shadowed by these other voices and what we want to do if you really want to apply it practically on a day to day basis in your life is to make sure that you are strengthening that voice because the more you do it it's almost like going to the gym and building a muscle the more you do it there will come a day when someone will ask you for a bigger decision you will have to make a bigger decision maybe you have to move somewhere maybe you have to move houses maybe you have to move uh, switch jobs maybe you have to add another layer to your business that you thought you didn't have to or maybe you have to make a big investment when that big decision comes your authority is clear your decision making center is clear and you clear as day know that this is the decision that you need to move forward with instead of doubting yourself and what that ends up doing is that you no longer doubt yourself you no longer doubt your word you no longer doubt that you can make the best decisions for yourself and you don't need to 
give that power away to someone else. So this is how you can apply it practically to your life and to your business on a day-to-day basis. But it's important that you know these three things in advance about your design. And the way you can do this is you can go to um, any of these two websites. So you can go to the, go to My Human Design or Jovian Archives. Go there, so put in your birth details, your place of birth, time of birth, date of birth. If you don't have your time of birth, your exact time of birth, you can put in 12 p.m. It will pull up a chart, that your chart, and then you can, uh, you'll notice that there's some information on the right-hand side of it, which tells you what your type is, what your strategy is, and what your authority is. And that's all you need to know. I wouldn't recommend going deeper into like the human design profile and everything unless you're working with a human design coach. But this is all that you need to know about your design so far to lead a very successful and happy life. I love that. Thank you so much for providing that information because I think that that will be very helpful. Like it was already helpful for me and I've had a session with you. It's it's like a a refresher in my head. Um, Like I need to look that, that, that back up because I am trying to like, wait for a respond as a manifesting generator but sometimes it's very hard <laughs> mm, yes I know I know what you mean I've had many uh, a generator and even manifesting generator clients who uh, when they first come to me they, they always tell me that I don't know how my sacral responds like I don't know it hasn't responded at all and the only reason <laughs> it hasn't is because it hasn't been used it's almost like um, like I said with the example of building a muscle if you're trying to let's say you're you haven't gone and done any strength training and done any kind of like workouts what will happen is if you lift up like let's say 125 kgs not like you're gonna break your bones like (laughs) that won't happen so in order for you to progress to that point you have to start slow and because your sacral authority has been used for such a long time starting slow with with smaller decisions can be very helpful in making that voice louder eventually for the bigger decisions. So yes, that's how you can. Yeah, I love that. Very, very helpful. Thank you. And like for everyone who is listening and who hasn't seen their human design charts, I highly recommend doing, going to the website that you've mentioned because that's how I initially like seen it because I think it was either a manifestation babe or Yes, supply um, either in one of those groups. That's when I first heard of human design. Uh, at first, I was like, okay, well, why do I need to know this? Like, I know I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> you know, all these um, little things that we kind of know, but we don't really do anything about it. <laughs> kind of thing. We just say like, ah, yeah, that's because I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, that's yeah. because I'm a Scorpio. That's all. <laughs> exactly it's because mercury is in retrograde that's why it's happening for me exactly to be honest when i first started this podcast or when i started recording with guests <laughs> i completely started the wrong time i didn't look at it and it was mercury retrograde and <laughs> i'm telling you um, i think i had i needed to record twice with two different girls because the first Two th- the first times that I recorded with them, it didn't record. Like the other time, we were even like having technical difficulties during the interview itself. Um, like wow. the internet kept cutting out. So I was like, okay, well, uh, you know what? Now I really can't blame it on 
Can I tell you something? I with my own podcast, I also recorded it like the very first time. I started it on a Mercury retrograde, so we're on the same boat here. I I truly believe though it's uh when you feel called to record, like because with my clients now I do uh like transit readings and helping them with identify which dates are the best dates for them to move forward with the launch and stuff. What I've recognized time and time again is again circling back to like building that relationship with your body. The stronger your relationship with your body's intelligence, the more you will feel called to a certain date that no astrologer has even told you that this is this this is the right date for you, but it will be the right date. Like it's just it just yeah. happens to be the right date because you now have a very strong relationship with yourself and with the divine intelligence within you that you can recognize when something is going to happen and what the right date for you is. I had recently had someone come in for a reading and when we checked their dates, it was a, like everything cosmically was aligned for them. And I asked them like, did you feel called to do this? Like it was like a very called kind of, uh, kind of a date setting. And she was like, yes, it was. It just was this voice in my head that was just like, this is the date for you. And that's what happens when yeah. you have that relationship with your body. You You don't even need uh, an astrologer to tell you when the right date for something is it just happens naturally and organically I suppose so I didn't like plan any launch or anything for the podcast at all I just like um you know like what what we were talking about that hell yes feeling yeah. um I pounded about it like you know, when the last time that you were checking in on me before I started my podcast, I told you like, well, I'm still debating about the membership, <laughs> like until now. Um, and I feel like a podcast will be something that I want to do. I feel like this is like, I, I don't feel like very aligned on posting the whole time on Instagram. Um however, I feel really cold, like maybe a podcast will help me um gain some clarity so when I started this podcast it was literally just like well I'm bored I can just like record something now and I did and then after that it was just like literally um okay I sent out this form in different groups that I was in asking for people if they wanted to be a guest on a very new podcast um and then after I've had that I reached out to people who I kind of wanted to be on the podcast. One of them is you, like you and someone else was like literally someone that I have um, went out and really invited over to like, hey, I want you to be on my podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, like it was just literally out of nowhere. It was like nothing was planned. It was just like, yeah, like I'm just going to do it. And I love that. Yeah. And since then, I actually got back doing my daily tarot readings. Um, I mostly post them on TikTok and on Facebook now. Like I said, I do try to show up on Instagram, um, but it's not like I, I don't feel like it's like my main platform. Um, but yeah, like I just feel like this flow of like writing and like kind of... The content creation, I don't know what it is. And I felt like when you were talking about like the manifesting generator or the generator, it felt like it really resonated because it was just like, okay, content after content. And before that, I was doing 
something else and I was getting some clients here and there, but it wasn't constant. It wasn't, you know, um, I couldn't really rely on it to like quit a job, for example. Um, but now like people are reaching out to me like more, which is like, yeah, crazy. I don't know what it is. It just happens. <laughs> it just happens so organically. And I love that you said that it was very organic for you, that you were just bored one day and then you were like, let's start a podcast. Because I truly, truly feel like, and it's not just something I feel like I've seen this happen time and time again, which is that when you, and you are a very, you're very deeply in touch with your own spiritual selves. You're very deeply in touch with your own, like, like your own, like body, yourself. So what that, does then is that your entire process of putting something out there becomes very simple it's not something that you need to have a website for or you need to like create this buzz about it's just very organic very simple your brain thinks of the simplest way of uh, putting content out there of marketing of doing anything it's just your brain is just like what is the simplest way of doing that and when it does that it's almost like the not just the process becomes easier but just like Everything that you had desired up until that point of like getting clients and getting more income through starts to happen organically as well. I've seen this with my clients where they had this elaborate plan for their launch. They wanted to have this website. They wanted to have another brand shoot. And then they were like, let me just post about it. Like, let me just make the process simple. Let me just have one masterclass uh, that I hold on Zoom and then talk about my offer. Send them a link if they ask me. And they, they had very successful launches because of that. The process becomes so much more simpler and you're not spending too much of your energy doing it. And it becomes more fun also because this just the way you're describing it sounds a lot more fun than if someone had been like, you have to do X, Y, and Z to create a podcast. Because even yeah. that to me also, that's very boring. And it's like, why do we need to do that? We can just grab a microphone and speak on it yeah like I think like even before it would have been for me like it would have been okay maybe is there any courses that I can follow <laughs> like maybe uh works now that I can like look at process you know like okay what what do we need to do what do we need to do before I can actually like put the first episode no like nothing happened like that it was just literally out of nowhere I said I was like Saying to my uh, fiance, um, well, you know, I, I told Priyanka I wanted to start a podcast out of nowhere. And then she was like, oh, well, he should. And since then, he actually seen how energetic, like I was more energetically aligned to it. And I was more excited to like start creating instead of like when, um, like, I, I love my clients and I love, um, you know, my past um, path, if you yeah. will. I love how it all went, but it, I can just feel like it was very forced for myself because yes. I was, you know, like I was following something that I thought I needed to do. Yeah. I thought like people did it this way, so I need to do it that way too. And since starting this podcast, and I know, I, as I said, it's only been a couple of months, um, my partner also noticed the shift in my energy, yeah. the shift of how excited I am to like record every single time. And even the like editing it or like putting the intro and the outro, it's not too much of an effort. It was literally just like, yeah, yeah maybe it doesn't take long. 
And I I just love that. And I think um, knowing, like having a little bit of a refresher of the human design uh, and my own human design, I think I need to practice that a little bit more to, like you said, um, really tune into my body even more than what I already do intuitively because like you I don't even recognize that I'm actually like following my how my body responds to <laughs> if that makes sense it does and I love that you spoke to that because now when you step into human design it's going to be much more easier for you to follow that rhythm and you notice that you don't come at it from a mind space if that makes sense so this is where I'll thread back into what we talked about earlier uh, which was that when I was speaking to like you, you need like everyone here, like everyone in the collective needs to shift their mindset around spirituality and going with the flow of their own divine selves. Because when you go energetics first and then you're like, okay, what are the practical steps I can take? The flow is much more easier because you're not going mind first. If you go mind first and if you're like, what are the practical steps I can take to grow my business? Everything suddenly becomes like this it's that much more harder. You have, you feel a force behind it that and when you step into your energetic self, when you truly tune into your own spiritual spiritual self, you notice that that same force is no longer there. Instead, you adopt whatever kind of practical steps that you desire to have as a means to support your spiritual flow. It's not the other way around. The practical steps are just there to support them. It's not something that you have to follow. So let's say if you what to go to, um, like you decide, you decided with your fiance that, okay, today I'm going to go to an amusement park and I don't want to record my uh, podcast. It's not something that you beat yourself about. You, you're just going to, because you, it's coming, you're coming at it from a hard space. You know that every single piece of content that you have created so far has meaning, has so much value because you put your heart into it. You were coming at it from a more flow space and you were not coming at it from a mind space. So then creating space content or doing anything in your business or applying any kind of workflow is not something it's not like a do or die situation it's something that you you do to support your spiritual flow instead of doing something that you have to do or something that you should do because an authority figure has told you that you should do this instead it's just more that's just that much more seamless and business becomes that much more fun because of it I don't know who told us that you know in order to create a business you have to be miserable all the time it can be a fun process. It's a process of you creating uh, content and connecting with more people and connecting with people from all over the world and having collaborations with people that you never dreamed of meeting if you were had not created your business. I don't know why people exactly. think that it has to be this miserable, toiling process, but it can be so much more fun. It can be easy. It can be something that is a means for you to discover more things about yourself and step into the highest version of you instead of something that you have to do in order to create money. Because money, let me tell you, it's easy to come. When you step into yourself, you, when you start to claim yourself, it just flows in. That's the laws of the universe. It just flows in. And that's yeah. literally how it happens. You don't have to force it to happen. It just happens. Right, exactly. No, And I really love that. And I think like we often forget when we start our own business is like, why we started in the first place, right? It's because we want to get out of that miserable kind of feeling that we had in our nine to five jobs. But then we go into our own business and we ended up being miserable ourselves because we think we need to like follow the steps that our corporate jobs may have had. 
um, we were, you know, we were very um, miserable in that sense because it doesn't align with our own energy and we're working for someone else who probably infuse their energy in their business so it's not your like own design basically so we also forget that exactly and i love that he spoke that because especially for that transition that happens from being in a nine-to-five to having your own business i truly believe that having your own business is like being thrust into a super adulthood like super adulthood ultra pro max because now you have to take decisions for every single thing in your business and not only that you are responsible for the consequences of taking those decisions and that's a huge huge cross to bear it's not something that the average adult comes across like just Mm -hmm. having a nine-to-five and just uh like having working with someone or working collaboration or working under someone that's not the level of responsibility that lies there is not the same as when you step into having your own business. That's when you'll notice that there this mental turmoil kicks in. Because all of this all of these decisions that you have to take on your own and you have to bear the consequences of all of those decisions. And I kind of want to sympathize with that because it's not easy. It's not an easy decision to take to start your own business and having to take on all of this responsibility at such like an early uh, time in your life like even if you're like 40 and starting a business that's still not a space in your life where you feel like completely confident that you can take all of these decisions and bear all of these responsibilities Um, but at the same time this is where your human design is all about stepping into that version of you that can take the right decisions for you and at the same time take decisions that are for your highest good and not not be confused during the process and not feel like you have to you have to give away that power and that is where I feel like a lot of us when we first step into starting on businesses or starting an online business start to get uh, wrong where we feel like we because we've made that transition and we kind of don't want to bear the responsibility of taking our own decisions we adopt all of these strategies or we go for mentors and we take their word as law and we take their word as gospel because we don't, at least like if the strategy goes wrong, we can almost like place the blame and place the responsibility on the strategy itself or on the advice that we received on the coach or from the coach or from the mentor instead of claiming the entirety of the responsibility on our own selves. Like this is my decision. This is what my body told me to say and told me to do. And this is, I bear the complete consequences of it. But you'll notice the most growth in your business comes from taking those hard decisions that your authority is nudging you to take and at the same time regulating yourself and regulating your nervous system to feel into the consequences of those decisions regardless of how they turn out. So let's say you took a hard, a really hard decision to uh, maybe change the entire structure of your launch cycle and maybe you got, you, it was a successful launch but not as successful as you were aiming it to be. Sit with it really feel into those consequences and know that at the end of the day, the success part of it wasn't the result, wasn't the monetary result that you got. The success part of it was that you took the hard decisions that nobody else around you had has the uh, the courage to take. And you were the one who mm-hmm. did that. You were the one who went first. And those decisions, those hard decisions will one day compound to make sure that you have that that business that you 
dreamed of having. Yes. A hundred percent. I agree. I had, like, I can admit, like, I've had, like, lunches that felt really, really bad. <laughs> but I felt like that it went really bad. Like, even though, like, I think, like, in, for example, in the very beginning, um, when I started my journey, I had, like, I wanted to have like 10 people in my newly kind of like course. Uh, it's not, it wasn't the group coaching. It was like a course, but it, they had like an individual uh, coaching sessions with me too. Um, so I only, I think I only got like five or six people. And I I wanted almost to like say, I want to quit. I'm not right for this. And instead of like looking, okay. These are the results. What can I do better next time? I really just dwelled into like how bad that launch was. First of all, that sounds like a successful launch to me. Like you wanted to have 10 people, but you got sick. Like that sounds like an amazing launch. (laughs) That sounds like a a very successful launch. And this is where also like our perception of what success is comes through because it's so easy to look at social media and see all of these coaches like right out of the womb they are making 10k months they are making 50k months they're having six figures but what we often forget is that's just like a piece of their life and I've had like six figure coaches come in to have readings done and I can tell you there's there's a lot that goes behind the scenes and at the same time there's a lot that they don't put out there on social media that they would classify as complete failures. They've had so many instances where they felt like quitting, where they felt like this is the worst it can be. And that's the, that's the I guess, like the, the cross you bear as a business owner. When you come into this space, it's not just a journey to, to financial freedom, but a journey to become your highest self. And who is your highest self? Is it mm-hmm. when you are old and gray, when you're looking back at your life, are you the person who Every time you had to take a decision, were you like, no, I, I think I'll do it next year or this is not for me? Or were you the one who took that decision, did that hard thing? And you also bear both like you, you bear the consequences of it, like good or and bad. Like when you look back, are you the person who lived a bold and courageous life and had the audacity to do things that 99% wouldn't do? Or are you the person who did what everyone else did? And sort of hid behind the, I guess, the mindset of like, this is not for me or this is not, yeah. was not meant to do this. And it sounds like you did the complete opposite, which is you are now here. You are like, you know what? I'm going to brainstorm this. I'm going to be that person who moves forward with my business. And a lot of people don't do that. And I really want to commend you on, on moving forward with it. Like, taking up that space for yourself and also giving yourself grace during that time and also taking up that space for yourself and being like, no, I'm going to move forward with a podcast. I'm going to do the next amazing thing. Yeah, thank for you. Me. I think like it's also what you've said to me during our coaching sessions and like I know I keep bringing it back. I know it was your side of the journey when you started coaching, but for me, like it made an impact. <laughs> That's why I still look up to you and what you do and I always look forward to like your new thing on Instagram and your whole biz uh goddess like reels that you've done um I've watched them um but I you said something to me like it's 
I think it was something along the line. It's okay if you don't know what you want just yet. It's like you don't, you just need to have one idea and from there you can brainstorm further things, if you will. Yeah. Something like that you said to me and that's, that kind of like stuck with me and I was like, okay. (laughs) I love that. I think we were talking about your niche. Because at the time you were uh, yeah. feeling a little bit hesitant over what niche you wanted to choose. And I feel like a lot of people who enter this industry are so bombarded with niche. You have to have a niche. You have to have a niche. And it becomes like this albatross that hangs around our neck where we feel like, oh my gosh, we have to choose a niche. Otherwise our business is going to go to complete, like it's yeah. going to burn to the ground. But I love that you you reminded me of that as well, because I feel like it's something that came through me and I needed to hear it back as well. Because it is something that we forget. You, If you take a decision at the moment based on the information that you have and based on your own capabilities, whatever that decision may be, even if you're not sure if it's the right decision, it's the right decision by virtue of you making a decision. Any decision yeah. that you take is the right decision by virtue of you making a decision because a lot of people just don't make decisions. And it's in the in the process of you making decisions after decisions after decisions after decisions that you one day look back and stumble upon this this path that you had taken that you had never ever like you wouldn't have even dreamed of taking that had you not taking taken that first step had you not done that that first labor of okay I'm gonna take that hard decision of maybe having a niche in the first place like whatever it may be maybe I want to have this other niche but I'm gonna start right here but even if I start right here, I know I'll make it there someday. Whatever that exact first step is, it's going to, at the end of the day, I'm truly of the belief that whatever you have decided you want for yourself, let's say you want to have like 50k months. I know I'm talking about monetary terms, but maybe you want to have a house in the countryside. Um, whatever that <laughs> goal is for you, you're going to get there, but it will be a compound effect of you having taken every single hard decision that you have so far been avoiding in your life so for instance in this case for me early this year I had to take that hard decision to not launch for a while or not to hard launch for a while and instead to soft launch which for me was like I, I, terrifying because I thrive on launches I, I can gauge launches I can estimate the amount of clients that are coming in through launches so it was a really hard decision for me because I had to put my energy in other places but mm. because of those decisions, I had so many clients, wonderful clients come in through avenues that I didn't even expect before, like through referrals. I've never had this many clients come in just through referrals. I have, I would have never opened up that avenue had I not taken that hard decision of being like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to focus on this other area of my life and soft launch instead, instead of going full on hard launches and yeah. estimating the kind of launches that I had. And those hard decisions will they will bring up a lot in your emotional body. You will feel like you have done the wrong thing. You will doubt yourselves. You will feel like quitting. I, I swear to God, I, everyone, this is not like, I'm not, this is not like a hyperbole. <laughs> this is literally <laughs> the truth. Everyone, every business owner thinks of quitting all the time. Literally, every time something goes wrong, Everyone's first thought is, oh my gosh, I should quit. Why am I even here? This is not for me. Like our first reaction is that, and there's no shame in that because everyone does it. It's literally like something that uh, happens all the time. And so moving forward from that, when that 
emotional turmoil hits, what do you do after that? Like, that's what counts. So. I love that. But I also think, like, um, for me at least, you were, like, the first person to kind of, like, give me that permission to be multi-passionate and to embrace that multi-passionate side of myself, right? Um, because, like, while I wasn't looking for permission, <laughs> you kind of, like, got that from our session and you gave it to me. You didn't say to me, like, oh, well, you know what, Jen, this is a process that I have at the moment. This is my roadmap. So that's how we're going to go. Well, you still used your roadmap. You still made sure that it was aligned with my energy and how I saw things. And that's, I think that's why I really looked up to you and really like kept in touch as well and made sure like to see what you're doing further because I knew you were going to become this successful coach. And then you dove into human design and you gave even more value to all your clients. So I just want to like, thank you for that. And thank you for your patience with me as well, <laughs> like during our time together. But like I said, you really were the, the first person to say, hey, if you don't want to decide what your niche is right now, that's fine. Let's move forward. What's your product? So what, what are you thinking about? What services do you want to like put out there? And that's how oh you help me. First of all, I just, I want to receive that. And I, I love that you reflected that to me. But at the same time, I swear to God, I remember our coaching sessions and every single coaching session that I had with you, there was something that you either said or did or had done during that one week, like in between our coaching sessions, that used to completely, like it completely blew me away. Your smarts, the way you presented yourself, the way you brainstormed all of these solutions, like anytime we came across a roadblock, I remember one of the sessions that we had where uh, there were a lot of challenges that came up, but the way you brainstormed through that, I was in awe of your mind. Every single session, I was in awe of your mind. And there came a point where in, after the initial coaching sessions, I used to sit in that space between us and actually wonder what you would come up with next because every time you came up with something it was so brilliant I remember you posted we were talking about how you would post this copy on different coaching sorry different groups on Facebook groups and I saw one of yours on one of the Facebook groups and I swear to god I was blown away by your copy I remember thinking like oh my god she's really good she's really good and that's where I was like even if something came up like let's say with a need or any kind of challenge came up it didn't really make that big of a difference because I was like whatever it may be I know we'll come circle back to this at some point and you would have brainstormed this your way through this it wasn't there was no doubt in my mind about that and that was not it was it's literally I want to put that on you that it's literally the kind of client that you were that brought that out on, from me because I could see that it was so like there was something about the way that your energy is and the way your mind functions, that you were able to brainstorm through any single challenge that arose. You literally, you rose up to it. And you were so, so good with taking in that advice, integrating it and stepping into like every single time that we met, stepping into the version of you that you always were. So I love that. I love that you reflected that because I wanted to reflect that back to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because to be honest, like I doubt myself a lot. And even now, like I do still doubt myself. And the whole um, thing of starting this podcast 
was also like every single time I put out an episode, I still doubt myself. And um, it gets easier. Like I'm getting more comfortable um, the more I do it. But as I said, um, I, I'm just like in awe of being in your presence because I just remember our time together with like I just look back at it with such gratitude and happiness and excitement. I remember being so new into the business and being overwhelmed with all the information and all the should be's and shouldn't be's, you know, like the don'ts and the do's. And literally just for me, it really felt like you were the one, you were the only one who allowed me to be like really my authentic self even though I didn't know exactly what that was at the time, if that oh, makes sense. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I truly want to receive this because it's such a high compliment. It truly, I don't think any, like, be a coach, like, yes, there are other, like, I guess, things that come with it, but the best, I guess, compliment but, and the best reflection is someone saying, hey, this was a moment in my life that I look back with fondness. So thank you. No problem at all. And I'm always just preaching about you because I just believe in your work so much. Um, but I do <laughs> appreciate your time. And like we're way over the one hour that we said we're going to do. So I only have a, two more questions for you. Um, the first one is, what's the biggest lessons you've learned uh, from working with your clients so far based on their uh, unique human designs? Oh, my goodness. That's such a beautiful question. Um, so with my clients, the biggest lesson that I learned was that it's almost like we, a lot of people who come to me and a lot of people who have reached out to me since I completely became a human design coach have uh, they fall into one or two categories, but never both. And I, the biggest lesson for me was combining both, which is one is that we have complete agency over our lives and we always need to, um, we are the ones who are manifesting everything for ourselves and we are the ones who will put in the work and reap the rewards. And the other spectrum of it is that it's all the universe is doing it and the universe is the one who will provide for us and, you know, everything is from the universe. Now, both of them, if you are on two very separate ends of the spectrum, what will end up happening is that you won't find the beauty in really, really diving into this dance that you have with the universe because it is a dance. It's not even a co-creative process. It's a co-creative dance. So it's about leaning into doing your part, but also letting it go. And the biggest lesson that I have sort of integrated since I started working with my clients through their design was that this is the most beautiful process that you will step into if you start to apply and really lean into your design because you'll notice that your body naturally wants to, is inspired to do something and your body naturally recognizes when it needs to lean back and rest and that when you lean back and rest that there's something beautiful happening that happens with the universe, that the universe does its part and things just come to you. It's almost like there's some, it's a dance that's happening between you and the universe where sometimes you lead, sometimes you are the ones who is, you are being led. And that beautiful dance, when you step into it, it's such, it's, it brings so much peace in your life. You're no longer in this rat race of 
getting to the next income level. And that is also another thing that I've noticed, which is that you may have as a business owner, of course, you would have monetary goals that you want to achieve, but it no longer becomes the focus. It's not something that you are striving for. And yet at the same time, it comes so naturally. So this dance that you step into just puts your entire life at ease. And you are no longer someone who feels like, either feels like you have to do it all or that you have to relinquish every single power to this higher source or higher God or universe or whatever. Instead, you learn to move with the universe at an energetic rhythm, in an energetic rhythm. That's almost like a tango. It's almost like sometimes you do things that are, that you feel creatively pulled to do. And sometimes you just want to rest and things just come to you. And that was like the biggest lesson that I learned like while I was working with clients that the ones who got the the most results were the ones who leaned into this dance and the way their not just their business changed but their lives changed they became much more at peace with themselves and when you're at peace with yourself when you're content with where you are at, at in your life and you're no longer like okay I need to get to the next level life just becomes easier you're much happier with your loved ones and you're much more able to be present with your loved ones so yeah, that was the biggest lesson for me. Okay. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And lastly, um, do you have any last advice or do you recommend something for the listeners to do or integrate or anything like that if they want to step into their human design type? Like I, I think we've kind of covered on a how to start that. So that's why I wanted to more uh, lean into like... Uh, integrating them I guess yes I would really really invite everyone listening to to develop a relationship with your body that is deeply nourishing and deeply trusting because we especially as women we've been taught to really dislike our bodies and to suppress everything that comes up from our bodies and through our bodies but it's when you develop a really trusting relationship with your body and that may look different for everyone like depending on your life and the circumstances that you've been through it will look different for you but it's about cultivating that relationship whether that is through yoga whether that is through sitting with yourself and really regulating your emotions as they come up whether that is through somatic therapy if you've been through a lot of trauma and your body has been dealt with a lot of trauma whatever that looks like for you developing a deeply trusting relationship with your body and nourishing it is going to be such a big key in helping you discover all that your design holds for you because it holds a lot. But like I, like we talked about throughout this podcast episode was that it's suppressed under all of these other noises. And the only way for it to be heard is for you to trust that the one voice that is clear and is commanding is the truth instead of all of these voices that tell you to go here, do that, you should do this, you should do that. Instead, your authentic voice will never It'll always be firm and commanding and just, it'll feel right. So developing that relationship with your body is going to be key. So go body first and then put your mind to task. I love that. Well, and where can um, people then find you if they want to work with you with human design or just overall business coaching? Yes. So if you want to find me, you can find me at uh, my Instagram, which is at thebizgoddess.co. And you can also uh, listen to my podcast, which is The Best Goddess Podcast. <laughs> so everywhere it's The Best Goddess. 
So yes, if you want to learn more about your human design and your astrology and how you can practically apply it in your business, you can listen to the Purse Goddess podcast and come say hi on my Instagram. And I would love to meet you and see you and hear all about how this episode was helpful to you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Bianca. It was such an honor to have you on this podcast. And like I said, I am so, so grateful for you um, and for like you being like you coaching me at the time that I really needed it the most. Well, thank you so much for having me. Truly, coaching you was the highlight of my year. And it's truly an honor to just know you and know that you are someone who empowers women the way that you do. So I love that you brought me on here as well to be a part of your journey. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Queen podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with other queens who could benefit from our empowering discussions. Together, we'll continue to awaken our inner queens and create life filled with self-love, growth, and fulfillment. Stay connected with us on social media and remember, you have the power to unleash your greatness. Keep embracing your inner queen.